welcome to a brand new episode of Markers on the Map. Each week it's games, news, and more from the classics to the current gen as we explore gaming's infinite ever-changing landscape. Check out the gaming adventure on Twitter at Markers on the Map, and thanks for listening. I have never lost a game of Ridge Racer type. Are you really going to start off the episode like this? <laughs> um, I was like, I don't know what hey, you're talking about. We get I said later. I don't know if I should or not. <laughs> no, see, that's a lie. No, it's the truth. It's Out the of lie. a total of one versus match on Ridge Racer Type 4, I have never lost a match of Ridge Racer Type 4. <laughs> I still got I still got eight schmeckins on whatever that thing was, on that Kirby game. Oh, oh man! You'll you'll that's never true. defeat that score. That's nuts to me. We'll get to that, but that's some <laughs> that's some. Oh, I guessed type. Of <laughs> no, I didn't guess. I knew it was coming. Ah, <laughs> uh, Samurai Kirby. It's a it's a fun little mini game. We'll we'll talk about that later. Um, but yeah, um little background on this particular recording um so originally this episode of markers on the map was supposed to be a mario kart special with a guest host Mm -hmm. and that is still being planned for next week it's that the um the scheduling was a little off from from what i anticipated and we're recording a week early this time um because both of us have a few things to take care of this weekend yeah so what we ended up being able to do though um is play a ton of games like hang out and play a ton of games so we're going to talk about some of that some of the games that we um have played have been talked about um quite a few times by me in earlier weeks like kirby and theatrhythm but um Mm -hmm. it's it's definitely going to be a different perspective because you know i've never gotten to try the co-op mode on things like kirby um, there's also a few little updates we've got, um, a preview of a game that just dropped on Plus, and of course Ridge Racer Type 4, which is something that I played for the first time yesterday, and I have mm. completely fallen in love with that game. So it's going to be kind of a games-heavy, I want to say, but really like racing and rhythm like is, is, a, big, is a big thing this week. Um, mm-hmm. So before we get started here on Markers on the Map, my name is Daniel, and I'm here as always with my good friend and co-host Robert, to whom I ask the question, how you doing? Uh, I'm, for some reason, very sleepy. Uh, I don't know why, I'm just, just just a lazy day, that's all it is, but other than that, it's fine, same old, same old, nothing really going on, how about you? I'm not quite tired, I'm kind of... I don't know, I kind of just got, like, some refreshing hype before I got on, because, uh, so, last year was the Kirby 30th anniversary, and mm-hmm. Good Smile, who does Nendroids, um, were prepping a 30th anniversary Kirby Nendroid, and this was, like, last April, um, so, like, April of 2022, um, and, like, me and my sister wanted these things so bad, but, like, the site was crashing all night because I guess it was, like, flooded with people just trying to get these. And yeah, we yeah. actually managed to get them, and they showed up literally right as I sat down to do the podcast today. <laughs> 
after about a year of waiting, and they are glorious figures. Oh, man. I'm trying to... You know what's funny? I, the kind of same situation happened. Remember those mini gorilla figures that came out? Those vinyl pop Yes, figures? yes, yes. The gorillas figures. I don't know if I've ever said this on the podcast, but if, if I did, my apologies. But I'll just make a quick story is i ordered one it never got here and then i always check people like is there reviews for it and there wasn't a lot but then like a year passed by and i still didn't get anything and it was in the back of my mind and then i started seeing people being like oh yeah like mine came in i was like okay someone got my stuff i messaged like you know the shipping and all that and they were just like we'll just send you another one and i was like all right so they sent me another one i opened as like, okay you know it's cool next thing you know like i think a month later I guess something, you know, I guess a package in the mail. I'm like, I don't, I didn't order anything. So I'm very confused. Like, I didn't order anything recently. It's like, I don't remember. It was the original package that they somehow lost, but it still managed <laughs> way to get here. So I, I got the exact same order twice. It wasn't That's the amazing. same thing. Like, the same No, of order, course. They order. were, mis- they yeah. were blind boxes, right? They were blind boxes. So, like, in the sense of, did I get the same item? No, but did I get the same order? Yes. That's funny. Um,. Yeah, it's funny when stuff like that happens. I can't think, I can't, like, I'm pretty sure something like that has happened to me once, maybe, but I can't remember it. But, um, mm-hmm. these Kirby Nendroids, they come with a classic Kirby face, like, from the Game Boy games. Definitely the face I'm gonna use, because you know Nendroids have, like, little interchangeable faces and expressions and everything? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have been I'm... waiting a whole year to put this thing on my desk. Right I here as, as a podcast buddy. <laughs> I only know that, um, I think... I don't know who else is in, in I mean, SH Figure Arts do faces. That's kind of their whole big thing, too. Yeah, yeah, and Figma is also from Good Smile. I know, SH uh, Figure Arts is a Bandai thing, right? Yeah, and I think NECA, I think some of their figures, uh, like the the Coraline one that I have, I know they oh, yeah, yeah, can yeah, buy one. the interchangeable faces and stuff like that. Like, some of those really high-scale ones do interchangeable mm. faces, too. Like, some of the, like, really elaborate ones, um, like, some Hot Toys maybe do it, but, like, I'd be fr- I'm afraid to even touch those. I'm like, oh, I'm just, like, mess with this, <laughs> just let it stand there looking nice and amazing <laughs> i guess i get that my my whole ordeal with that is like i want it to be a certain figure like if i want a certain face and a certain hand pose, whatever i'll have it be that and now the pose will be forever i won't change it ever they're like it'll stay yeah. that way because i don't want to break it it's like some of the kotobukiya statues also came with like interchangeable faces like sometimes if you order it from the, the mm-hmm. site but it's like some things you just don't want to mess with that much especially if it's fragile like i had a insane black rock shooter nendroid um that i won and I broke an arm amidst changing the arm to one mm-hmm. that could hold the sword. And it's just, it sucks when that happens. So it's like, yeah. the high quality figures, it's like, they, they can still break no matter how, how high quality they are. Um, but yeah, just a little bit of like fresh hype before we, I also tried an update for something right before we got on that I will bring up probably towards the, the end of games. But mm. um. I guess we should start out with Ridge Racer Type 4. It just dropped on <laughs> PS Plus Premium. This is a re-release of the... Now, I believe it was 1998 when it came out in Japan. Um, PS1 game. Probably considered by many or most to be the best Ridge Racer game. Now, it doesn't have as much content as Ridge Racer 2 for the PSP. It doesn't move at a blisteringly beautiful 60 frames like that game and it's not in widescreen but what it makes up for in that is the amount of character that this game gives you from the rip 
bright yellow menus with <laughs> with the with the letters of Ridge Racer flashing on the screen, going to the beat of like this insane soundtrack. Um, the the presentation so far has been second to none. You've got little like like a screen that shows the track and like lights going around the track and like designs in the background everything about this game's presentation is stylish in a way that like you know persona 4 came out in 2008 i want to say and i don't think there's been i don't think there's anything in between these two things that that like exudes that much style um it's definitely (laughs) like just nice to look at before you even get to the gameplay i mean Ridge Racer playing it, it screams like late '90s entering the 2000 game. It, it screams that all the way. The yeah. music, the, the the even like the music and even just the menu. It was just like okay, yeah, this is this is um the art and the vibe of this game gives off is such a lost time thing. Like it's one of those things where it can only been made at that time. It can never be yeah. recreated. I think so. It does have like this grimy feel to it. Mm-hmm. Um. It's moving at 30, smooth, I might add, but it's got this grimy feel, this, like, industrial, almost, like, street feel to it. I don't know how else to put it. I'm I, Like, this, it might be boring hearing me talking about this game, because I'm only going to gush. I have no notes on this game, but we got to talk about but, it. But, all right, <laughs> all right, so first of all, 30 frames, I mean, it's a PS1 game. That's it's like, a PS1 game. That's top of the line right there. I understand yeah. what you mean. It's weird. It, if it's It's like regular f1 like grand prix like they're actual professional race tracks if you know but yeah they're not using traditional like f1 cars they're using like sort of made it's weird because it, it's really weird to they're put made it. up I, cars in race i don't racing. want yeah they're i don't want to put street cars in a in a f- professional racetrack because the setting themselves don't look very professional some of them do. Some of them, I think the last one obviously does, but it's weird. It's it's a mixture between trying to be not necessarily like street cars, but at the same time they're not being full front car simulation F one games. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's definitely an anti Gran Turismo because if you take something like Gran Turismo, you've got very realistic control mm-hmm. and very realistic reactions to thing. Whereas, like I've said back with Ridge Racer two on the PSP, Ridge Racer is. Like, you are controlling a, a block, basically, uh-huh. that can do drifts and just keep boosting its speed. Um, in Ridge Racer 2, um, so, so Ridge Racer 2 is after Type 4. Mm-hmm. Um, you you can drift almost endlessly, and you will go forward <laughs> while in a drift. You will just power through forward. Now, in Type 4, the drift is a little more... You know, like a a little thing that you do. Like if there's a really tight turn, you hit a quick drift. It's not the game's not all about drifting because there's not a, a nitro meter that will fill up as you drift. So it's more or less just about getting from start to finish and you know overtaking your opponents and winning winning the game. Now, what mm-hmm. is just the best part about it to me is that this series, more than any other racing series I've played, will make you feel like you are absolutely in control of the vehicle you tilt that stick left that car will go left there's no resistance or anything it's almost like like controlling like like i said a block or like something very airy it's it's like you you turn 
and it you you turn on the stick and it will go the exact way you're pushing it for as long as you're pushing it and if you turn left like immediately it will go left it's perfect in that sense it's just the control that i feel when i'm playing that game makes me never feel like the game itself is working against me if i make a mistake i can absolutely chalk it up to me just making a mistake <laughs> it's i don't know how i feel about about it because i do get that that sense of control but at the same time, there were moments where it just it didn't go the direction I wanted to, or it didn't activate a, the drift motion when I wanted it to. It activated for too long, too short, and it was never that consistent. And I also I think it's because Ridge Racer has this weird thing. At least with this one, it has a weird thing where if you let go of the gas, which is X or cross, you you let go you let go of cross. And then you press square, obviously it'll activate the drift. You can, you know, drift, stuff like that. Sometimes it didn't work like that. In other weird ways, what I like to do in racing games is I like to obviously, you know, take off the gas, enter in my drift, so brake, you know, enter the drift. And then when I have a nice going flow, obviously press on the gas, so then I'm I'm obviously giving it fuel to keep going as far as I can before I spin out and put my car back into motion so I don't have to start slowing down a little bit with the drift and then put gas after I'm acting you know I'm actively putting in some 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 push force to it mm-hmm. in this game Ridge racer if you let go of cross and then you press square but then you press x some sometimes with the game is Basically, it has a two-way drift activation. You can let go and just press square and just go in that direction. Or you can let go, turn, and then press X again, and it'll activate kind of a, a drift motion that way. So it was kind of messing with me because, I obviously, I just I would just not want to go into an extra drift mode. I wanted to just give it some, some gas. But it just it would do the automatic other way to activate the drift. It was weird. I think it might have helped me with going back to an older one by playing the, the PSP one first because... There are, like, while that one is more drift-heavy, and you can do, like, full-on spins in that one, mm-hmm. it, it it's just something about sometimes using the drift while you're still holding the acceleration or letting go of the acceleration, stuff like that. In, in, in Ridge Racer Type 4, I've noticed that that kind of helped me with some of the drift because it does, it does not let you, like, carry it out as long in my experience in Type 4. So there's mm-hmm. been times where I've tapped a second, I've tapped square a second time during a drift to continue doing like a second drift with a brief pause in mm-hmm. between. So it's like the the skills that I got from the, the PSP one are kind of carrying over, but I'm kind of having to adapt to something that's not completely focused on the mechanic. Um, it, it It's like I thought the Type 4 was honestly going to be like super focused on, on the drift like mm. the Ridge Racer 2 is, but it's not. It's such a light element to it in this one where... You know, it, like, I, I've tried the easy, normal, and hard racing teams in this one. And I've found that, mm-hmm. yes, you, you're drifting with the hard team needs to be a little more tighter. You need to stay away from walls a little more often. Like, it's not a huge gap between normal and hard, but I was definitely, like, sweating on a few of the races. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, adapting to the drifting style of those cars kind of helps. Um, I have not yet tried Grip, which is the other, like, you know, car style in the game, but I'm interested in seeing how, like, drastically different it is because I, I'm reading things about it. I'm going into the whole Ridge Racer Type 4 meta here. I'm like, okay, so what makes Grip so good? Like, faster times, maybe, but maybe not as easy to control, something like that. 
Um, so you've done uh, the full campaign, and I've done the full campaign a couple mm. of times. Four it, it times. It's about an hour. Don't three, lie. Three, three times. Don't, don't say I did Only you know, three. Four times. I'm, I'm certain I'm, there has to be a three. fourth time. I don't, I don't think it's three. I'm pretty sure you've gone it like four times No, already. I'm going to do a fourth probably later tonight because I want to try the expert team. Um, but the way campaign works in this is unlike having two or three tracks at a time in Ridge Racer 2, you have the full set of eight tracks. Mm-hmm. The first two, you can get anywhere from third place and move on. The second mm. two, you have to get second place to move on. And on the last four, you have to get all first place in order to move on. Now, what's cool about this game is that it has, like, a light novel story element to it. Just a little bit of banter mm. from your, like, uh, your your team captain, basically, um, in between each race. But as you progress through the, the sections, you get new cars. And the cars you get are based on how you perform in the races before so if you got first place in both of the first races and someone else got second place in the first one and then first place in the second one you'd both end up with a different car or at least different stats at the end of this so mm-hmm. it gives it this like shadow the hedgehog feel of like there are 320 cars to collect there are 80 cars per team with 20 cars per manufacturer or like sponsor whatever they are um in in each one and you can only get four going through a grand prix so like getting all the cars would require you like purposely getting third place on this race so you can get a different car here stuff like that and they kind of like do like a a, like a fun like adaptation thing where mm. I got second place in one of the races and then first and then going into the 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 final set of of rounds the the captain was saying so we lowered the speed in your car but we uh, enhanced the handling and I ended up doing really good with that car it's like that's kind of cool to me for something from the PS1 to have this shadow the hedgehog like you can beat <laughs> the game in 320 different ways like scenario going for it um I'm really enjoying, like, oh, what car am I going to get if I, you know, like, obviously there's Rewind using this as a PS1 classic, but I'm like, no, maybe maybe I do want to get third place on this race to see what I end up getting next, because I guess if you unlock all 320 cars, which, let's face it, it's probably not going to happen, um, you get a Pac-Man car. <laughs> all right. That looks like Pac-Man, like, legit, it's like a round Pac-Man car. <laughs> It was weird that it was it was Namco that did this. Yeah, and, who, and all the racing teams owns, are based off Namco games. Who owns Ridge Racer now? Is it Namco, still Namco? Namco Bandai. I wonder if they'll ever bring it back. Dude, if only. Like the they had like some mobile games. They had a couple for the PS3, nothing on the PS4. They had a 3DS game. Mm-hmm. They had a DS game, I believe. And then, you know, they had the the 361. They like the like um, I'm pretty sure we said this last week, but like Ridge Racer would like come out with consoles. Um, like Ridge Racer Five would be like very early on in the PS2. Ridge um, Racer. Ridge Racer. <laughs> um, but I mean, the soundtrack, the vibes. There's just something so perfect about the way this game just presents itself to me, to where I'm like. I literally cannot think of something to complain about with this game. Like, usually in a racing game, I'm complaining about the handling. 
but I've not had one instance in this personally where the handling has been an issue. Mm-hmm. Um, like, the soundtrack is just so phenomenal to where, like, the songs are stuck in my head. <laughs> I mean, it's one of those things where Bandai obviously just has to either release a collection set or just oh. remaster one of them, probably everyone's favorite, and just see this how one, well it I'm does sure. to justify bringing the series back. I mean, obviously, the easiest one is just put in a collection set and see how well it does. Yeah. It does highlight kind of an issue that um, is kind of, like, coming up with a few games on, on premium. So, like, typically you can buy the the, the, the first-party games on the, uh-huh. on the store out, at, without having to be subscribed to premium, but I don't think Namco's like games have that option so currently it seems like the only way to play type 4 and ridge racer 2 is by being a premium subscriber which kind of blocks out access Mm -hmm. to someone who would you know gladly pay 10 bucks which is i can't see this game being more than 10 bucks in a modern day maybe 15 but like i i'm hoping in the future they decide to like actually release it as a thing because it's totally worth having like Mm -hmm. Honestly, it's worth it's worth the extra couple of bucks from extra to premium um, for the two Ridge Racer games, in my opinion, because I've been like hooked on those more than anything else on Plus um, lately. But yeah, I mean, talk about a game with like some perfect vibes. Like, I'm obsessed. It's been a day, but I am just obsessed with this game and how there's just something about it, something nostalgic. I don't know. Something just wonderful dropped on PlayStation Plus Premium this week. <laughs> but that's enough gushing about Ridge Racer Ridge Type Racer. 4. It's um, a th- the tracks are game. great. Yes, it's an hour. If you have an hour to do Grand Prix, by all means, do it. And then come back a few hours later and do it again. <laughs> all right. Another thing that we played this week. Now, mm-hmm. we played quite a bit of this this week. We played the majority of this campaign this week. We played Minecraft Dungeons. And we kind of talked about this a little bit last week. But I think we've got more to say this week. Um, first off, it's very enjoyable. Like, I'll give it mm-hmm. that. It's very enjoyable. It's a nice little Diablo light like we said last week. Um, nothing too high stakes. It has its moments where, you know, it seemed like we weren't getting as good of gear as we could have to, mm-hmm. and like, it seemed like the difficulty was a little high. I'm wondering if that's co-op scaling or, mm-hmm. or whatever. Cause like sometimes we put on like, um, like easy three or whatever. And it just seemed like we were getting wrecked a couple of times, but for the most part, I think we had an easy breezy time going mm-hmm. through this. A part of me, I don't know if wants to say it's a co-op thing i just think in the beginning we just played it brain turned off just like kill time yeah there's fun. more going on under the hood here than, than once i think we let on see, for the first yeah, time yeah once we started to see that okay what's going on like what do we do then we started focusing on like, okay we need to focus on our builds you know our weapons our armor our everything basically and it's not even a lot of brain power it's not like you have to read pages and paragraphs full of stuff is just like oh what does this do what does this do and there's enchant some things and stuff here and there and then it'll it'll help you for what your mission is ahead like if it's a lot of like night zombie or skeleton like mobs you got to do something that will do with the undead or with the i forget what the village the the evil villagers are called i never i was just just call them evil villagers. villagers illager yeah there's nothing like that 
there's obviously skills that help you with you know more damage to them or one that basically stuns enemies faster or it ricochets projectiles with a higher chance stuff like that and it's not difficult like i said i think it's like once you just understand how it works and just read a little bit you'll 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 go through it pretty quick you can level up your character really pay attention to what weapons do damage speed and stuff like that and maybe if it doesn't do great damage high speed maybe there's an enchantment that may, that'll help you progress some of the higher damage it'll, it'll give it a damage boost or something yeah so i feel like i kind of underestimated it the first time we tried it by saying, mm-hmm. oh, this looks really easy, it's a Minecraft Diablo, it surely can't be anything, you know, mechanically tough. But, like, I'll own up to, like, underestimating it, because when it got tough, mm-hmm. um, realizing that you could, like, dismantle weapons that you've enchanted to get your enchantment points back, mm-hmm. um, and, like, putting that into into new stuff, and, like, kind of recycling old things, and not holding on to things that were, like, carrying you for a while, because in Diablo, you're constantly re-equipping things. It's not, it's not like you're, like, enchanting things all the time, but, like, there's a steady enough progression to, like, you finding new things, to where mm. you're always just in the menus, just, like... Let me get rid of everything here, equip the strongest thing I want, and maybe I'll put some gems into it or something. It's like this, it's the same thing with this. You are upgrading um, your, you know, some some enchantments, and then some weapons will have more than one enchantment, and they'll have paths that you can choose. Like, sometimes you'll get, like, a lifesteal, or, like, um, damage, imp- or, like, a heal after walking around for a while, or, like, chaining mobs together, stuff like that. And another thing I started doing was making use of those um, items that you can equip because I wasn't really the first couple of times we played, mm-hmm. um, but those really help. It really helped when I got the the beam that you had for like the majority. <laughs> oh, of it. what was it called? What, like um, the... It's I don't know Something... what it's called. It's the GameCube beam. The, that's what I call. It. I call it the GameCube beam. Oh, yeah. the purple GameCube beam. I think it was like something. Something. Oh, I, I don't remember. I forgot. It's the broken. Name. Is what it is. It's very broken. I think mine's still like, like level nineteen, and we're like level twenty five now. It was still doing great damage, yeah. and it would like just melt a bunch of bosses and mobs all over. Yeah, that was very fun, especially the last boss. Even though it was still kind of clutch. <laughs> It was. It was uh, that last that last boss fight. I don't know. I don't know. That that's a hard one. I don't know. It was one of those ones where we're celebrating beating the boss, and then the second phase comes and catches us out of nowhere. And I was just like, mm. no, no, no. So now, is it something I want to continue on on a higher difficulty, doing that whole Diablo grind? Mm. I'm gonna go ahead and say maybe. Like it's fun enough to just like do a few missions. Now, like, people can get heavily invested in Diablo. I don't know if I'll ever necessarily get heavily invested in this, but I'll keep it installed probably because it's, like, a nice, casual, fun thing you could do for 15 minutes at a time. And you know how I love games that you can play for 15 minutes at a time. It's very important that I have those. <laughs> the one thing I could say is a, the worst part about this, some reason, I get kicked out somehow. I don't know what it is. I just lose yeah. connection. It just happens From time to time, there. there's, like massive connection issues to where you'd Mm -hmm. have to like quit the game in order for me to like bring you back in because it'll be like reconnecting forever and it just won't reconnect Mm -hmm. um so that like stuff like that is disappointing and we don't get that on many games either it's like almost specific to this yeah it did we get it on code vein no Uh, oh no you just got kicked from a. I died yeah my character just died and then it kicked me out 
But Code Vein, that's a issue all on its own. I can't upgrade my character playing. It, it's yeah, one of the things yeah. where it wasn't worth. Whereas trying in to this, invest. you can. In this, you can. Also, in like God Eater, like games like this where. I don't mind not progressing my story, but as long as I can keep my gear and level with playing, like yeah. Borderlands does this. Like Borderlands. It doesn't, like, in 3 now, it'll ask you, do you want to skip it? Because since you already played it, or do you just want to go through it regardless? But you obviously still keep your weapons and, and levels and stuff like that. Games yeah. need to do that and not the whole, I don't know what Code Vein was doing with They're like, oh, you can enter, but you're it not going to It was just copying the what the other Souls games do. That's, yeah, no. I, but I need there happen. to be a Souls game that lets you play actual co-op together. That would be sick. If you could do Elden Ring in full co-op, that would be so, so, so sick. Maybe maybe one day they'll add <laughs> something like that. Um, but I was going to say, on Borderlands and Wonderlands, they, they also take it a step further. You can choose if you want instant loot or not. You could choose cooperation mm-hmm. or cooperation. And like so, like always more options with stuff like this is is i guess what we're trying to say so minecraft dungeons i'd say it was a solid like seven seven and a half it's probably one of the only few places to play games i would still play like rayman legends is one like the few ones i would still play like a lot of these i just play for a bit forget about it or already own it so it's one of those where it's worth it i think it's worth it most of the time for me it's like Either I wasn't interested, but I'll play it for a little, or I was interested, mm. but I bought it at launch, and mm. I've had it for two years at this point. It's nice when uh, things mm-hmm. launch on Plus, like uh, Chia, which I might bring up just slightly here at the end. Uh-huh. But we played some rhythm games, too. We Ooh. played some Guitar Hero Arcade <laughs> this past week and my god do i miss guitar hero it's so much fun <laughs> i was never a, a guitar hero kid I, I i i mean we definitely grew up when that game was super popular i don't think if we have any viewer i think honestly younger than like 18 they don't they don't understand how big like guitar hero was massive. that stuff just was massive. everywhere your Chuck E. Cheese, your your mall, your you know the mall at the arcade. It was at your even Walmart alley. Toys R Us had kiosks that you could go in and play. Yeah, Guitar Hero was such a just such a big fad, and it's one of those things where I really do think they just overdid it a lot at the end because they just kept amping out these fake plastic guitars. And they started doing the whole drum set with rock band and so like they kept doing too much, and so that's kind of what like drained out the whole just like all right we're it, done with this. It was that generation's oversaturation, yes. Like open worlds or live services, the music game genre. What's funny is, it's so funny that I I'll say this I go out to flea markets, thrift stores. And I, that's where I find some pretty good collections. I've, I've had some stories of like, I got this, like, it's weird because I feel like nowadays it's impossible to really get really good deals on this stuff. But my whole point is, Guitar is still somehow very popular. I still see people trying to buy the Wii sets because the Wii is an affordable console. It's like, you can, it's like, if you want to play Guitar Hero instead of buying the arcade machine, just buy Guitar Hero 3 buy a Wii guitar and then buy the Wii for like all for like a hundred bucks even and then you can play guitar here till the end of time because people still like the it's a rhythm game it's not it's not that 
the rhythm part was a fad. No, it, you know, it was the whole guitar gimmicky part. But it's still yeah. a rhythm game that people like. And that's what still makes, I think, Guitar Hero over any other DJ Hero, rock band. Uh, oh, like, so, personally, I like DJ Hero better. The first didgeridoo, one. But like... Didgeridoo Hero, <laughs> I don't know. Whatever instrument there is, you know. Uh, I cello used to Hero. be able to knock out songs perfect on DJ Hero 1 on Expert. I was... I was so in on that game. <laughs> there's there's a triangle here. I don't know. But yeah, it's still triangle. a fun rhythm game. And I, playing yeah. it, uh, it's one of, well, it's one of those things where, I since, like I said, I didn't, I didn't play it. I grew up with it. It was everywhere. I never played it, though. I never found the appeal of picking up a plastic guitar. And so I never really played it when it was like the biggest ever. But seeing it now like I said, it's a rhythm game it's fun it is a fun game just to get lost in and i i picked it up pretty well because at first i was like i don't know what i'm doing started off on beginner and then got at least up to medium i was like okay i'm starting to understand it and still with rhythm games i'm not that great at it uh they're not really my thing but there's a couple here and there but i, I look at it as like there's a lot of things that have rhythm elements to it so what's the difference between playing this and a rhythm game so it, it was fun yeah um, so Guitar Hero Arcade is based off 3, which mm-hmm. was the what I would assume is the most popular one, because 1 and 2 were kind of like on the PlayStation 2, but then 3 was like, oh, it's on the 360, it's on the PS3, it's on the PS2, and it's on the Wii, Wii and mm-hmm. I had it for the Wii, and like, this is the one with like iconic songs, it's got like... Uh, through the fire and the flames uh i like helicopter by block party knights of sidonia one by metallica all that good stuff is on here Mm -hmm. the metal of course um that was one of the ones that they had at like the demo stations at toys r us was the metal Mm -hmm. um so it's like you really get into the rhythm with it I've, i've never been able to do anything past medium on guitar hero because like adding that orange button for me just throws me completely off but i'm pretty solid with like uh the red green yellow and blue and you know keeping up with most songs like there there's songs where you know it it might get too fast for me but i think my Mm -hmm. biggest issue with the arcade version is that the guitars are so heavy versus the really lightweight featherweight yeah it's the wire it's the wire it's the electrical wire that that powers in in all inputs where compared to the you buy at home your ps2 or wii expert like you just you just plug in the controller or just connect it to your console and that's it yeah but the buttons themselves like the the weight of the guitar itself and the the way the buttons press on the home version is like my hands would never get tired whereas mm-hmm. when we played the arcade version it's like we must have done like what eight song songs seven playing? or eight what song was it my was the last one killing me yeah my forum was killing knights me. of sidonia because you were yes. doing bass and the bass just goes on and on and on and then the guitar part kicks in towards the end and i was like oh my god my hand is locking up <laughs> yeah like at some point i was like oh my forum's trying to kill me now like this, this isn't going on for too long because even if it's just one note you have to just move the guitar part yeah oh, what's the term i'm looking for you have to you have to pluck the strings basically you always have to move yeah. the 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 I don't know what you would call it, uh, a, fl- a flipper or whatever you might, whatever piece yeah, that's I, called. I'm, yeah, it's like a fl- <laughs> anyone it's like who a plays flipper. Guitar Hero knows what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's it's a little like flipper thing. You just flip it up and down. It's like it's like a little just like it's a fidget that you just mess with, and you just always yeah. have to do it because you can't just press the buttons. Like I definitely prefer the home version to the arcade version, but seeing as how I do not currently put, like own the home version anymore, um, the the arcade 
has to do and it did do it was very very fun revisiting some of the 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 classic songs from the i think it came out 08 09 no i think it was 08 Mm. that the guitar hero 3 came out i was like one of my most played games on the wii like there were days when i just sat there and did like every song in a row it was nuts such Mm. a like great time but like Games like that don't really happen anymore. Like, the last no. time they tried Guitar Hero was, like, some kind of subscription thing. And that's, like, really silly for something like a rhythm game where usually yeah. you're just hoarding, like, 400 songs. Like, a Hatsune Miku, um, Project Diva, Future Tone, and Colorful Tone. They've got, like, um, 400 or so songs on there. And it's just, like, they're all there for you. Play them as you want. You don't have to it, subscribe to it. You just bought the two DLC packs and you've got it. You can play them whenever. Yeah. I think if Guitar Hero does do a comeback, the guitar attachment has to be affordable. And yeah. they just release a, a set digital and physical game that comes with... I don't know. Now that's difficult. You know what? I think Guitar Hero can't be made nowadays because the licensing is such an expensive thing to do. Yeah. And back in these days, at least when they released a game, it was there's no DLC, there is no live fee with this we sell it that's it we'll never reprint this game ever again the whatever sold is sold now yes you can license and like and re add new games to or new songs to the game but if the license expired they can no longer sell it with that ga- yeah song didn't some it. rock band dlc get delisted at one point like years, it has, years ago at some point at yeah. some point rockstar goes through this all the time with the gta games they lose tons of music because they don't want to renew the licensing well then I guess we can shift gears to a rhythm game from a company that won't lose the licensing mm-hmm. to the songs because it's their songs. Um, <laughs> Theatrhythm. We so I've been playing a ton of Theatrhythm, so much Theatrhythm, just clearing like everything I can on Ultimate. But we decided to do some Ultimate clears on Pair Mode, and it's mm-hmm. funny because Pair Mode, like, while it's only half the work. For me personally, sometimes it's harder because I am so conditioned to looking at all four <laughs> lanes, but I'm looking at your lanes too, and I'm like, sometimes I just instinctively hit sometimes your buttons I and it doesn't out, do yeah. anything. I yeah. space out, I'm just like, oh, that's me. It, it doesn't do anything if I hit yours, but I still do sometimes. Like, it won't clear it for you. You still have to hit yours, but mm. yeah. I catch myself just like either missing mine because I'm so focused on not missing mine that I'm like, just looking at all four or sometimes i'll um just outright push a button on yours and it will just achieve nothing but Mm -hmm. for ultimate and this was in person so we we didn't have the slight latency issues of share play happening um i'd say we did amazing for for clearing songs on ultimate (laughs) i will say this when we're playing on share play uh i'm like okay uh i'm doing okay and I'm like, you know, it's not as responsive as it is. When it's in person, we're just playing at it and we're just going at it. Uh, yeah, the- uh, was it? Theatrhythm. Because every time I, I, I say it, I lose it. It's one of those words where theatrhythm. Uh, see, I can't even say I've it gone, th- I've I gone through that. like three different ways of saying it because every time theatrhythm. I hear someone say it, yeah. it's like I used to call it theatrhythm. Then I was uh-huh. like theatrhythm. Now I'm like theatrhythm. Theatrhythm. <laughs> yeah. Cause I, words are weird that way for me. It's like if I say a word for a certain, a certain amount of time, very long, I can't say it. Any more the yeah. proper way, yeah. Theatrhythm, uh, it is so responsive in person, and I'm like, okay, now now this is I can I I can understand why you're like, well, I'll spend an hour on this game. You look at the time, you're like, I've been on this game for five hours. 
it's so therapeutic for me lately. It's been very good for anxiety, just sitting there and like, oh, I love this song. Let me go clear this. Or let me do Man with the Machine Gun in the middle of like 20 mm-hmm. other songs that I want to do. Um, and I'd say like for f- like pretty much first time doing Ultimate, like we nailed it. Like we did um, the um, our All-Star Carnival, ver- whatever it's called, the version of Matoya's Cove. That's mm. such a hard thing to pull off with all the like changes in tempo and like constant moving the stick up and down for one of those like field music stages. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we did Battle with Seymour, we did Battle One, Final Fantasy Nine, two songs that are like absolutely the essence mm. of the game for me. We almost did Man with the Machine Gun, um, no. which is the ultimate that? thing. <laughs> What was that one that I said that we have to play? It was the first vertical one we ever played. The oh, the first vertical one. Yeah, we did um, Final Fantasy. Yeah. We did One Wing Angel from One. Advent there we Children. go. I was like, that's such a meme song now. It's such. It's such a. It's just used for memes now. So that was like. That's, I, was I like, said it's, it's the one game? Final Fantasy song that pretty much everybody knows. Everyone knows it. it. Once you hear it, you know. Okay, I've heard this. I know what what this song is. Uh, another one, I guess, is the battle music for Seven. The yeah, dun, battle music dun, for seven is dun, pretty good. Yeah, did it yeah, that one? That it's a uh, everyone knows that one. I, I think out of those are the ones people know the most. Some some of the songs I can see on there is like I wouldn't really try to do it because maybe the rhythm it won't be as fun as a rhythm game. But there, there's a lot of songs on there. Yeah. That I'm like, okay, this would be fun, as great as a rhythm game. Yeah, personally, the battle theme from nine is my favorite battle theme. But my favorite overall like set of songs it's probably the battle music stages from eight mm. and a few of the ones from 13 13 2 and 14 um those are something i find myself replaying like a lot or chaos shrine on um record keeper which we did a clear on supreme for mm. um that's the only song i can do on supreme solo too so that's a great song there's so many like hidden gems on there too and some of the dlc is great like the ardent rhythm from romancing saga or twister Mm. from the world ends with you it just dropped megalomania from live alive there's so much good stuff there i think they're gonna put some like near automata music on there um which is like a part of that game that is good um Mm -hmm. so it's it's one of those games it's just gonna keep evolving and it's just gonna be massive at the end it's going to be just like horrifyingly massive at the end which is very exciting to me um such a great time um so that's the edge rhythm we tried kirby return to dreamland deluxe in co-op i've never done this Mm -hmm. before it's it enhances the experience i think because it's not really a engaging game to me this this Uh installment of kirby but i found it to be a little more enjoyable with you flying around as meta knight or king ddd and kind of just like yeah we're doing this together we're not being challenged (laughs) per se but it's like more engaging than me just going through random stage on my own yeah it's it's a it's kirby game it's a it's a the most like vanilla just like safe kirby game and in in the uh, story kind of basic adventure you know every kirby game is like this i think where this game shines the most it's it is the mini games yeah uh, but, oh samurai kirby <laughs> but like the the regular kirby it, like i said it's like i don't know if we can get much into it because just like it's it's if it's kirby it's kirby if you played it it's kirby but if you haven't played it's it two levels it, of kirby that ended yeah. up taking like 35 minutes because the levels in this one are really long for some reason yeah it's it's action you know 
platformer action you know defeat enemies get through the stage it's like puzzle solving etc etc stuff like that is not really much to talk about especially but like i said it's mostly the i would say the mini games maybe in the unlockables i think people would really like with this one yeah, I like the little unlockable masks that you can mm-hmm. get by just playing mini games. But um, we did a few mini games. We did Samurai Kirby, um, which is like a quick draw samurai thing. It's been in a few Kirby games before. Um, Robert definitely has to have guessed or used nope, the third eye to get an eight hundredth of a second reaction time. <laughs> it was eight. It was a single digit. It was eight. The was the lowest he went was like thirteen, fourteen. No, I've Eight. I've gotten. I think it was the thirteen that got me to number four online the the first day of the game. But there's that. There's a little one where you're on like a ship and you like do bumper cars. Uh-huh. I like the one where you can use motion controls to do the shooting gallery. I the, nailed it like, on that duck one. Hunt regularly has yeah, like it's like a yeah duck hunt. Yeah, it's just like duck hunt. Like a light basically. gun game almost. Except yeah. I couldn't take one Joy-Con out and use it as light gun. I had to use them <laughs> both in the thing, which was um, weird. I thought I could just like pull one out. <laughs> I was gonna say, and then there was the um, the egg one where you have to eat eggs and not. Oh the, yeah, and uh, we <laughs> bombs because if you level eat the bombs, two, we lose. both lost in like the yeah. second. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's there's some we hadn't played, and there's a few more to unlock. But it's like it's it's a pretty fun time. Like the mini games in Kirby are like macro versions of mario party games Mm -hmm. um which is like delightful unless you get to like a really toxic game and like you know anything in mario party can get toxic so i'm sure at some point anything in kirby like the mary magoland um section with all the mini games can can get toxic but hey as long as we're unlocking masks and cosmetics that we don't have to pay dlc prices for a minute Mm -hmm. for the mini games baby (laughs) (laughs) okay so, few little things before we uh, do Pokemon Drip. Uh-huh. What uh, we got? Sonic Frontiers dropped a new uh-huh. update. Uh, we are recording this on the day the update came out. So, this is the, uh-huh. we're recording this on the day our, our episode 120 goes up, actually. Um, mm-hmm. So, this came out right before. And I did get some time to try it out very briefly. They've added a jukebox mode where you can listen to classic 3D and 2D Sonic songs and go around the map and finding some. I wonder if you can find Ice Cap Zone. Um, nope i know you can't but <laughs> nope. you can find lava reef you can find seven rings in hand you you get sonic heroes from the rip you can just go <laughs> around sonic frontiers playing the sonic heroes song let's go <laughs> um they added a photo mode which i haven't taken a look at yet they added a mode where you can do seven of the cyberspace stages in a row which is kind of like arcade mode without you having to go back to a menu and you're just doing things in a sequence. And they have added a mode where you can um, fight waves of enemies and replay bosses, which I haven't checked out yet. But I'm hoping that like you don't have to fight a bunch of stuff just to replay the bosses because I do really like the bosses in this game. It's the best part. Um, plus a few QOL things. Um, that one Coco that you could only give one thing to at a time you can now do bulk with him. You can turn off the animation when you reach your maximum rings, which was a huge deal. <laughs> oh, man. I forgot about that. You can turn it off oh. now. <laughs> Game redeemed. <laughs> but why have, Why that be an option? Just have it play it once and then never again. Yes, yeah, so they heard They heard the fans. Um, this, this is a, a heavy... Yet, 
I think the 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 third update's probably going to be the biggest one. I think we're going to get these two smaller updates with like fun little interesting things that most games would add with the DLC, like God of War mm-hmm. um, twenty eighteen would go on to add like a photo mode or a new game plus stuff like that. Um, but it, it's it's nice that they're adding these things. But I gotta say, when I was playing Sonic Frontiers mm-hmm. today. I, I was just marveling at how smooth it is. Like, this, the frames never drop, and the camera controls so fluidly that, like, I was like, man, what have I been playing that is, like, feels like you're trudging through, like, mud lately to where this just feels so impressive to me? So, um, I'm not sure if I'll do a replay anytime soon, but definitely probably around the time new characters launch. And also, please, just crossing my fingers, I find Ice Cap Zone music somewhere in the, in the field. Just... Sega. <laughs> they got Mirage Saloon Zone Act 2 from Sonic Mania. You gotta have Ice Cap. <laughs> You're not gonna have Ice Cap Zone. Oh. Well, I also played Chia a little bit. Um, you were there for the beginning. I was there for like half an hour afterwards. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna get into it right now. The game. Mm-hmm. But... I do understand that there is more to that game than what you are led to believe from the start. There is definitely some themes and like dark tone to it that I noticed in the the cutscene literally after I turned the game back on yesterday where there's kind of like a villain and there's kind of like these weird creatures that are with him. So like there's definitely more going on there under the hood. Mm-hmm. But with Resident Evil dropping at the time of recording in, you know, 24 and a half hours uh, <laughs> i'm not going to have time to play chia i am going to be very much invested in leon s kennedy and ashley graham <laughs> at this point mm-hmm. um but yeah i mean it, it's it's cute i i don't like how it runs at 30 frames um on the ps5 that's kind of a personal gripe i have with it but like yeah. it is very pleasant to look at um I appreciate the the moments of levity where you're just doing like uh, you're like doing a rhythm game with leaves, or you're doing a rhythm game with the ukulele stuff like that. But I'm interested in looking at this in the in 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 the future to see what the hype is about because there's a lot of hype for this. There's a lot of interesting gameplay mechanics and story beats here mm-hmm. that I've just read about um, through reviews and stuff. That it's like I think they've got something special here. Um, if you have PlayStation Plus um, Essential or Extra, it's free for you. And just like Stray, it's like, it's this year's Stray. I was definitely more enthralled by Stray from yeah. the rip, though. Like, that's a great game. Uh, so that's games. We got a little bit of Pokemon Drip. Today we are looking at Diamond and Pearl's second gym leader, the grass-type gym leader, Gardenia. Um, mm. Gardenia's got kind of like a tunic cape, almost, um some like ripped orange pants that match her hair and the yeah poncho and the poncho poncho. matches her green boots like i dig this a lot like gardenia Um, might be my favorite of the eight Sinnoh leaders i don't like the poncho and the and the shirt i like the shorts and the and the boots i actually i'm really digging the boots and i'm really digging the shorts uh maybe a different type of shirt i would have really enjoyed the colors aren't bad the hair is uh it's whatever I'm not really judging the hair, obviously. I'm judging the outfit because the hair could be whatever. But the boots and the shorts, I really dig. I like them. It's just the top part I'm not really enjoying. 
I'm not too down on the top part. There's something I like about it. Something very mm. like like it reminds me of the forest that she gives out the forest badges. So there's something like woodland fairy esque about Gardenia. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, the the remakes don't do anything to change the design. So this is like the one and only design of Gardenia um, for reference. But like it almost looks like like it could have like a hood to me, or yeah, like it should look, have it looks a hood. That way. Um, um, but I really like it. I, I think Gardenia is like a cool gym leader. Definitely. I, I think even with its flaws, I would give it a three because the, the I think the, the, the boots and the shorts really just save it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would definitely have done a different shirt. I don't know if the mm-hmm. poncho could, would have, you know, if the poncho could go away, do more. I don't know. It's kind of like if the top was just a little different. And it feels very weird now that we've and now that we've done so many episodes. It's, it feels kind of weird now that we're judging a fictional character's outfit. That's kind of weird. <laughs> I never really thought about it, but now like now really going, I'm like trying to be like really detailed about it. But at the end of the day, I should be like, ah, who cares? It's just a character. Who cares what the clothes look like? But Put it this way, when I make a weird. character in a game, I care how that character looks. I want them to be dripped out. When I make my character in like so. Monster Hunter, it's like gotta have the cowboy boots, gotta have the but, the, the Western hat. <laughs> but now it's like I feel bad because I'm like I'm judging this whole design because someone made that. That's someone's design. Someone had to think of that. It's a whole team effort. Well, look, but you've given one Badoo out of five to many things. <laughs> At least you're giving it a three. I'm gonna give it a three point five. I I do like this a lot. Um, and Diamond and Pearl's gym leaders are traditionally, well, in my opinion, like not as like dripped out. I, I've always said this. I always feel like I I always give an initial my my whole thing with a lot of things. I, I'll give it an initial review. It's not my final review though, because there's years later or months later I'll look back on it. I'm like, you know, what? it was better or it was worse or it's it could have been better or you know maybe it's not as great as I thought it was. There's a lot of things like that. That's when I, we get I'm to I'm the telling, Pokemon drip tier list at the end of it all. <laughs> I, I've looked back on a lot of, of stuff, and I'm like, you know what? I would have definitely rated it higher compared to the stuff I've seen later. The only one I didn't like was What's-His-Face. The bug type. the, oh, the one in, in the, Was his name Bugsy? The one in the schoolboy outfit? Whatever it was. Like yeah. A, like a, I hated his outfit. Like a that's boy That's the only scout. one I, I can generally say I hated his outfit. Like, no, that's yeah. not drip. No. Anyway, yeah. The drip giveth and the drip taketh away. <laughs> Um, I cannot remember for the life of me who's the third gym leader in, in Diamond and Pearl, but hey, um, we might not do Pokemon Drip in the Mario Kart special, so we'll see what happens um, next mm-hmm. episode. Um, right now, we've got just a few little news stories, all having to do about things being delisted or shops closing down. So, Sad. on April 28th, Battlefield 1943, Bad Company mm-hmm. 1, Bad Company 2, and Mirror's Edge are all going to delist. Now, that's sad. Bad Company 2 is an Mir- incredible game. Mirror's Edge is, is a weird one being delisted. That's yeah. weird. So, I don't know what's up with these EA games. I haven't quite read the stories, but they are being delisted. So, I always make it a point to talk about things being delisted. It's a lot of EA stuff, like the Need for Speed games mm-hmm. on Steam. For, like, I remember we had a news story on that um, back in the day. Um, I just, you know... It, I feel a certain way about Mirror's Edge. I don't want to see it get delisted. You know, that's a game. Need, that's a game what people like. 
Need for Speed Most Wanted is 2005 is their number one most like Need for Speed game. It's delisted. You cannot buy it uh, digital, yeah. and it won't work on modern consoles. You was that one of the ones that was delisted when we talked about all those Need for Speed games getting delisted? No, it, it, it? I think it was delisted way before. I don't think you can buy it on the. I maybe I think you can still buy it on the 360 market, but you cannot play it on the new one or Series X uh. and stuff like that consoles. And you can only have it physical, and the 361 is is hard to find. It's not an expensive game. I'm not saying we're hitting the triple numbers, but we're not hitting also twenty dollars. We're hitting at least somewhere yeah. within like forty ballpark, fifty. Just for some reason, I know you don't like this game, but I just for some reason when you said most wanted, I always also think about the Criterion Most Wanted. I like that game. Um, I don't like it's that personal one. preference. I hated <laughs> it's personal that one. preference. <laughs> I played it and I was like, turn this off. I was like, this no. I was like, get this personal out. Personal preference. It's burnout. Um, it's not me for speed. It's but just you're burnout. talking to somebody that likes burnout is the thing. <laughs> and I like burnout, but not in my Need for Speed games. You got burnout in my need burnout and need for speed together at last. <laughs> nah, never should have happened. I love it. <laughs> I love the little cutscenes before the races too, where it was just like a giant wheel of cars rolling across the city. That was so cool. Anyway, um, the Wii U and 3DS eShops will be closed by the time this episode goes. Sad. Out. That is devastating. Uh, it is devastating. But Completionist bought every game from the <laughs> Wii U and oh, the 3DS eShop. The absolute legend, Gerard, the Completionist. <laughs> That's insane. That's but I much. commend the man for that game preservation. There are things that people will not get to play that mm-hmm. Gerard's going to have on those systems. Like mm-hmm. games that will never be re-released. Like some DSiWare stuff or some like hidden gems on the 3DS eShop that just mm-hmm. won't see the light of day ever again. That's such a... That's such a cool move to do. And, like, I've watched the video. It was a hassle for them to do it. But, like, they did it, Robert. (laughs) Physical is always the way to go. Never digital. Because stuff like this is what I always fear. And it happens. Like, they'll just delist it and it's gone forever. Or just take down the whole store. Yeah, they'll they'll take down the whole store. That's scary. Dude, there are so many things on the 3DS eShop that I'm, like, tempted to take one final look through to see if there's anything that I don't already have that i should have that you cannot get physical because come like the day before this episode goes up it's pretty much over Mm -hmm. (laughs) but for right now would you say we've done an episode robert yeah that should wrap it up all right as always, we want to thank you guys so much for listening. Please follow us on our Twitter at Markers on the Map. Listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Um, you can leave a comment, subscribe, download an episode, rate us five stars. And we should have a Mario Kart uh, 8 Deluxe Wave 3 and 4 DLC kind of special, plus whatever news pops up next week with a, with a guest host. And yeah. Uh, we we like to end every episode with a famous game quote, and man, the 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 one-liners in this game. Let me tell you, you know, Ellie, we really are the Evil Dead, a fistful of boomstick, and we will see you guys next time. Bye. Later. Later.